Hey there, it's Ian Whitworth from the Undisruptible website, book, etc. What should we talk about this week? Why, let's go with The Great Resignation. Hazard for some, opportunity for you. So now that we're starting to see some rays of post-virus light, what's next for businesses? Microsoft Research claims over 40% of the global workforce are considering leaving their employers this year. Australian data suggests that 40% of workers want out within six months. Of course, considering is a long way from doing. People have always fantasised about telling their boss where they can stick their dead-end job. Particularly now, Friday drinks are coming back, the traditional arena for running that plan past anyone who will listen. But actual resignation rates are up. And the U.S. has the highest new business startup rate since the Census Bureau started tracking it. That's bad news for traditional employers. Or, as you might call them, bad employers. Plus, we're seeing skills shortages in all sorts of areas, much of it from decades of corporate cost-cutting, with no thought to the long-term results. That's an opportunity for you, or a code red hazard, depending on how you approach it. Take the the back-to-the-old-days approach, and your business is in trouble. If you can approach the new era with an open mind, it's opportunity time for your business. It's good news for small businesses not weighed down by committees and crusty senior management. Most big businesses will be putting action plans together to deal with the new era of work. Those plans will get through their approval process in late 2022, by which time plenty of their best staff will be working elsewhere. Every hot take you read on where it's going is either It's time to get back to the office, or the office is dead. That simplistic approach isn't going to work. Most articles you read on remote versus office can be boiled down to this. It works really well for me, therefore everyone should do it. Don't project your own motivations and situation onto your entire workforce. They're not you. I'm a big fan of offices for all sorts of reasons. Training, culture, energy... And I stand by what I said back in March about 100% remote work, making you a sweet target for offshore cost cutting. I also think five compulsory days a week in the office is stupid and inefficient. People get less work done. It's control for the sake of it. People have discovered the joy of having more control over their own life. That genie ain't going back in the bottle. The most boring no-clicks headline you could imagine on this topic would be something like, The future is a balanced blend of office and remote work depending on your industry and people's individual circumstances. Dull, but that's kind of the reality. Being adaptable doesn't mean throwing everything in the bin. So how do you take advantage of the new opportunities? Ordering your people into the office won't work. The art of 2022 success is making them want to come to work. Now's the time to listen to your staff. Ask them what they want to do what tools and systems they believe will help them do their best work. So many pissed off staff are good people who offer ideas and suggestions that fall on deaf ears. Nothing changes. Or worse, people above them claim credit for those ideas and get promoted. Listen to your people both individually, where people come out with more interesting suggestions, and as a group. Group discussion can take the edge off some of the nuttier ideas without you being the one who kills them all the time. Get your people involved with your plans. They need to own it. If they're involved in the choices you make, they're much more likely to stay with you. Make sure they know you're grateful to them for their effort in surviving this. 
This is a tricky one for employers. If you own a business, you've been battling to survive. You could be excused for thinking, I've sacrificed everything to keep my staff employed. I've made nothing, probably lost a ton of money. Those staff should be grateful they've still got a job. They owe me. That's not how it works. Their stress is different to yours, but it's still real. Odds are, they're completely cooked by the last two years. It's hit Control-Alt-Delete on all sorts of previously unshakable habits and ambitions. If you're an SME employer, it's brutal on you to stagger over the COVID finish line, aching and blistered, then have to re-energise to persuade your staff to stick with you. That's how it is, though. Try to focus on the real opportunities that will come from this reset. Think back to previous sweeping changes, like when mobile devices became a central element of life. So many of the businesses who adopted it back then are large and rich now. Those who stood back and waited to see what'll happen aren't large or rich. This is another of those fundamental, permanent changes. Much of the great resignation stems from people in lower-paid service jobs. But if that's not you, don't get too comfortable. Don't think your senior corporate or professional staff aren't also up for serious change. For an interesting window into where things are going, I spoke to my friend Finn. Her legal firm, Bowd Legal, provides project-based senior lawyers for law firms during peak demand periods. Disclosure, I'm on Bowd's advisory board. Bowd staff have the skills and experience and also don't want to live the traditional law firm life, i.e. work yourself to death over decades of 18-hour days in a CBD tower block with all-consuming sacrifice of your personal life. Finn's business is booming right now as a shortage of lawyers kicks in, a situation that's been brewing for a decade. She has strong feelings on remodelling the legal profession's traditional burnout culture. She's signing up lawyers who've had a taste of freedom and don't want to go back to work in the mill. Some have moved to regional areas. Some have decided they want to work fewer hours and see their kids. For a host of reasons, they don't want their old life back. One held a senior position in a large firm that just told all their staff, back to the office five days a week, no exceptions. So she left. Now she's working with Bowd, doing the same level of work on different projects, working at home. Talent lost to her old firm from their inflexibility. Something everyone hates about work life, remote or office, is spending half your life in stupid, unproductive meetings. Which is why I love discovering that people in the US are working two full-time remote jobs, for which they freely admit they do as little as they can to get away with it. I've linked to the Wall Street Journal story on the website. Strongly recommend you read it. It's great. The two jobs brigade are enjoying the exciting salary benefits, plus they feel justified by decades of low pay, career insecurity, and working for crap managers. They usually run two separate computers labelled Job 1 and Job 2, like a Dr. Zeus book, and they share tips on the overemployed website, a website set up by a couple of early adopters of the two jobs lifestyle. Much of the advice is based on being able to attend two virtual meetings at once, doing the bare minimum and not drawing attention to yourself. It's a fitting end result for businesses where you get rewarded for looking busy while not getting much done and having no clear measure of work achieved. Those businesses are getting exactly what they deserve. That's not your business, is it? So how do you persuade people to come back to the office if that's what you want? Good question. It's a big topic. 
I have some thoughts and so does Finn. So we'll cover it next week's story out next Tuesday. Hey, maybe you're thinking of joining the great resignation yourself and setting up your own business. In that case, you might like to read my book on that very topic. Yes, it's Undisruptable, timeless business truths for thriving in a world of non-stop change. Out now on Penguin Random House in a book, an audiobook. It's a step-by-step guide on how to do that and survive. Stuff I learned after I resigned from my job a while back and set up our own businesses. Even if that isn't your plan, there are also a lot of tips on how not to be a shitty corporate boss who makes their staff want to resign. It's still number one by customer review in the business book section of Booktopia, so get into it. And if you're new here, I do a story like this every Tuesday morning, so if you want to get it, hit follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on, and you can hear part two of this story next Tuesday. See you then. <laughs>